Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga Podcast. We've been talking about Ayurveda and Yoga as a foundation for mental health this year. And I keep coming back to this view that we are holistic beings. We're an expression of nature and everything in and around us affects everything else. We've been trained to think of mental health as something separate from the rest of our experience, that our mind is some mysterious thing that runs our life. But this just isn't meant to be so. We may feel trapped by our mind, but perhaps it's a reflection of what's going on inside of us, our resistance to the cycles of life. I spent some time in Mexico earlier this year and Something I really enjoyed was the sidewalks around where we were living. They weren't straight. They built them with curves to accommodate trees and plants. And I found that so satisfying because it felt natural. Nature doesn't move in straight lines. It moves in cycles and circles. So do we as humans. Our lives have cycles and cycles within cycles. But these days, we insist on thinking in straight lines. A plus B equals C. Or walking in straight lines, living in boxes, and putting things in boxes in our minds and then in our lives. We've done this with modern thinking about our bodies and health. The assumption people often make is that just because something is deemed to be good, like a superfood or quinoa or goji berries or spirulina, for example, it must be good for everyone to have all of the time. That's linear thinking. When we look at our agni, our digestive capacity for life and food, we can see that it doesn't fit in a box, nor does it have straight lines. Our Agni is dependent on many factors and how those factors relate to one another. For example, what we watch on TV, when we go to sleep, who we hang out with, what we have for breakfast, all of these things impact our state of mind and our Agni. Agni is such a powerful part of us that we can take care of and then we get incredible results. And that's one of the reasons we have our Agni Therapy program, because it empowers people to see the marvelous tools that we have with our bodies and minds. To have the ability to affect and care for our health and well-being on so many levels. These straight lines and boxes we've created are an attempt to control and to create order it can really bring misery, as you may have experienced. So many people have said to me this year that they've experienced good results from the past year and a half of restrictions because they're paying more attention to their health and see that they needed some wiggle room in life. Perhaps they were doing too much. And so the key here is to flow with life to embrace the cycles and the wiggly lines. 
And this really cultivates good mental health because we see ourselves then as a part of nature that's always changing. There are many cycles of life that are important to recognize uh, because they're related to all aspects of our being, including our mental health. And it brings up this notion of continual change and letting that be not only okay, but interesting and invigorating. So let's take a look at cycles in terms of change. There is creation and destruction all through life. As humans, we're continually creating and destroying. This is the movement of energy. And the word destroying, I know it isn't too popular, but it's what happens when energy moves. And it's necessary. Imagine if nothing was ever destroyed. Hmm, where would we put everything? We can also look at it as creation and loss, but recognizing destruction as change and transformation seems more descriptive. We're born onto the planet, we grow a body, and eventually we take it off like an old coat, the cycle of life. And within that, we have the cycle of childhood or that time before puberty. And this is a tremendous time of creation. We establish so many perspectives and experiences and our mental health is being shaped at that time. The experiences in utero and birthing have a big impact also. In Ayurveda and yoga, we talk about the samskara or impressions that we experience and how they shape our now and our future experiences. If we hang on to these impressions from the past, having not resolved them for ourselves, it really has a significant impact on our mental health and it's difficult to allow change easily when we don't have a good sense of how to feel safe and secure. These early impressions have a significant effect on how we approach the rest of life or the next cycles of life, at least. And this childhood cycle is a time to expand and create. We're still very wiggly, at least until we have to stand in straight lines and sit at a desk all day. These days, too, then there's a loss when puberty comes. The attention and focus required in life is very different. Uh, there's a lot of focus on intellectual effort in the education system. And this ends a cycle of freedom and innocence and can tend to take us from sattva, a sense of balance and harmony, to rajas and tamas, meaning you know more activity, more in the head, and then sometimes mm, finding that dark side to 
just to be able to deal with it. So another way of saying it is from a sense of sweetness and harmony with life to feeling like it's a battle or a competition, which then many of us often want to run away from. Ever feel that way? Puberty is a time when young teens first experience the menstrual cycle. How that takes place has a significant impact on her life. The menstrual cycle is truly a creation and a loss each month. When we aren't oriented to understand this, it becomes a burden, a difficulty, and perhaps an illness, both mentally and physically. And boys are going through their own cycle of change and are also highly affected by the energy of the girls they're around, whether it's family or classmates. It's really important that we have a sense of the change, that we let the change be okay. I recall being in tremendous resistance to my menstrual cycle, which came very early in my life when I was eight. And in the beginning, it was uncomfortable, and I didn't really understand it. And I didn't much like it because it seemed like it seemed a little inconvenient and I had cramps. It was, it was unpleasant, and I'd never had anything like that. I got really grumpy just before and during the actual menstruation, or moon time, we could call it. I had no idea about ovulation in those early days. I don't recall anyone talking about it. Uh, we had a movie in school that talked about the science of the body and, and how, uh, how, how pregnancy took place. It was all very scientific and heady. And then, all, and then the real message was at the end, don't have sex. <laughs> so, but that was it. And so as a young adult, yeah, I was attempting to learn a little more about myself, but I used to go out at the full moon and howl and dance and really felt a little crazy. My energy was, would be huge and really open, and I had no idea what was going on. I just thought I was a little crazy. I'd have to say, though, that I never thought of it as a cycle of life. My moon time was quite irregular until I came to Ayurveda. So the idea that it was to follow the cycle of the moon was actually completely foreign to me. In case this isn't something you've heard either, a, a woman's menstrual cycle, when it's in balance, will approximately follow the cycle of the moon. So on the new moon, when the energy of the earth, the downward pull of gravity is strongest, that's when menstruation begins. And around the full moon, when the pull of the moon is the strongest, ovulation is meant to occur. Everything we do in life has an effect on that cycle. And all humans are incredibly sensitive to these cycles, and particularly women. Most of the women I work with in consultations who are menstruating are, are not experiencing this rhythm. And many aren't menstruating at all. And this is an indication of the impact of 
of modern lifestyles, doing too much, uh, poor eating, and it's also our disconnection from nature and from ourselves. But with the practices of Ayurveda and yoga, it's possible to restore that connection and resolve issues like irregular, painful, or absent menstruation. Now, back to the bigger picture. There's becoming an adult, being fully responsible for oneself. At least that's how I'm defining adult. And it's, this is a cycle that brings a big shift for most people. And sometimes it's positive, and sometimes it's really difficult, and not so positive, at least in the short term. Unfortunately, many people see it as a time to become serious. And this can really rock our mental boat. In many parts of the world, being serious is equated with being an adult and taking care of our basic needs and family. But you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I treat so many young adults these days who who don't feel ready to handle themselves in life or have experienced mental breakdowns at various levels uh, while transitioning from home to university or home to work life or when finishing university and stepping into work life. It seems like we've just pushed ourselves to keep marching along in a straight line rather than recognizing these cycles and acknowledging the the necessary transitions, both mentally and physically, to move smoothly from one to the next. And we need to allow ourselves the experience of change step by step and relish in the journey rather than only being focused on an end point. And part of that is pausing and assessing what do I really want to do next? Not what others want me to do, not what I'm supposed to do, or what looks like the easiest to avoid being outside my comfort zone. And then there's the cycle of family life, having children and parenting. For women and men, this is something to embrace. For some, it's an afterthought or just something we're supposed to do. Consider that parenting and motherhood in particular is one of the greatest opportunities in life, perhaps the most challenging and and most rewarding, all in one package. Many women today don't allow themselves to fully experience the desire and the day-to-day life of motherhood. Doing too many things and trying to be perfect, this results in mental breakdowns that have a really negative effect on everyone, including husbands and children, and then society as a whole. So perhaps then motherhood is a cycle of life that's not often recognized as such these days, and we might enjoy it more if we recognize it as a life cycle. Viewing motherhood as a stage and a cycle can help us to see 
the exchange and expansion that can take place in the journey rather than rushing through it to get somewhere else and who knows where that might be and then one day it's changed again and the kids leave home for their own lives or maybe they don't <laughs> and we need to let go of them so that they can fly and so that we can fly too it's a time when many women experience intense discomfort and menopause Again, we may have a distorted view of this transition as oh, the unpleasant and difficult symptoms that so many women experience. And these symptoms are a result of imbalances that already existed. Then they're being exacerbated by the changes in hormones that are happening at the time of menopause. But when the system is well balanced, those symptoms don't occur. It's a transition and a change in the life cycle. And it really can be joyous when Agni and the doshas, doshas being the elements in us, when things are well balanced. Many women see menopause as a loss and try to hang on to their youth, uh, hang on to their children, which really isn't mentally healthy for anybody. But there's a new creation that comes with this cycle. More freedom and flexibility. The opportunity for men and women to, to share, to give back in their community. And to experience a growing family, perhaps as a grandparent. Our Agni Therapy program gives the tools and support to walk through menopause with grace. For example, being able to be the loving support in our families that we'd really like to be. In the Bhagavad Gita, it refers to performing your prescribed duties perfectly without attachment to the results. It doesn't mean that we have to do everything exactly perfectly. It means showing up, doing our very best at any moment in time, and that there doesn't have to be one exact result. That by acting without the attachment to the results, one can attain the absolute, is how it refers in the Gita. And this absolute is the depth of true love. And perhaps this is where Dharma, in its truest sense, comes in that our dharma is about living life fully, moment by moment. Being present, not off on the next thing. It's about how I show up in life rather than the role that I play. So we can see in these cycles that the role is temporary. It's coming and it's going. The role is something to step into and embrace, but also to let go of it when the time comes. Realizing that life is one big cycle made up of many smaller cycles, this is 
this can allow us to walk through it with ease, with strength and grace. The mental attachment isn't necessary as we learn from the beginning and come to realize it's all coming and going. And this leads us to our Shraddha, which we could say is our, it's our faith and trust in the process of life and living. And it's, it's truly a continual discovery. Trusting in the process of life and flowing with the cycles of life is really, it's a moment-to-moment thing. And it gets a whole lot easier when we take care of ourselves with Ayurveda and yoga. Ayurveda is the science of living. It offers us very simple tools to make a big difference in how life unfolds each day particularly because of its holistic nature. And combined with the principles of yoga, then we experience the depth of our being. And life gets very rich. To learn how to bring these practices into your life in a sustainable way, join our Agni Therapy Program. It's a reset for your digestion and for your life. What it really does is provide you with a foundation for living so that your cycles can come and go with ease. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.